to episode seven of the hashtag no filter podcast. I first, before we get into today's episode and our wonderful guest, just a couple housekeeping things, if you will. Um, if you've been enjoying the hashtag no filter podcast, I would love it if you subscribe to it and also downloaded the episodes. And if you're feeling extra nice and excited than if you could rate it and and or give it a review. It would mean so much to me. It really helps with my rankings, I guess, in iTunes and a lot of things I don't fully understand yet, but I know it's important. So if you are able to do that, that would mean so much to me. Thank you. Thank you in advance. Um, and now let's get into today's episode. So today's guest is a stylist and personal shopper. She lived in New York for most of her life and moved to Houston a little over a year ago. And she is at the top of her game. I say that because in New York, she was featured in, while she was living in New York, she was featured in Marie Claire Magazine, Cosmopolitan, on Refinery29, in the New York Post, and Time Out New York. She is really great at what she does, and I'm not just saying that because I've seen the features she's been in, but I actually know firsthand because I've had two different um, sessions with her, One, and we'll get more into those later in the episode, but one was more of a... Um, a closet consultation, taking inventory of what I had, getting rid of things. And another was a try-on session and a styling session, putting things together within my wardrobe um, that were best for my body type. And of course, staying true to my style throughout. And both experiences were truly, truly incredible. She has a way about her that's very, um, very authentic and genuine, but also just makes you feel very comfortable because it can be, I feel, again, we'll talk about this, but I feel like it can be a bit of a delicate, sensitive topic um, because a lot of us have, have it maybe quote unquote issues with our bodies or a little self-conscious and she just makes you feel really, really comfortable throughout the entire process. So with that introduction, welcome Valerie. Thank you. Hi, I'm happy to be <laughs> here. so excited to have you. So Valerie's here and I first will give them your story. What's your background? How did you get into this as your career? Sure. So I was born and raised in Brooklyn. I had moved to Manhattan after graduating college and fashion was always something that I really enjoyed. Um, I loved putting outfits together, like many girls. I loved shopping. I enjoyed helping my friends put outfits together. They'd often, you know, come over, and when we were going out, they'd kind of shop my closet, and right. I'd help uh, style them. And something I always just really had fun with, and felt like it was a really great way for me to express myself through my style, mm -hmm. and my clothing, especially in New York, where it's so easy to be inspired, and you're surrounded by so much incredible diversity and so many different styles. Um, so I kind of just had fun with it. Yeah. Um, I started my business in 2010. I was inspired by uh, a friend of mine who I had the opportunity to work with. Basically, I was approached by my cousin who said, my best friend's birthday is coming up and I really want to get her a personal shopper. And I said, that sounds like the best gift yep. ever. <laughs> and, um, and she said, you know, and I of course also want to give her some money for clothes. So I'm going to do some research. I'll let you know how it works out. She comes back to me the next day and she's like, wow, I did not realize how expensive stylists in New York are. Mm -hmm. She's like, there's no way I can afford to do this. <laughs> oh. So she said, you know, 
what if I hire you? Like, I'd be happy to pay you. I think you would do an incredible job. You know, she's just fallen into this slump after she put on some weight and she doesn't want to go out. She doesn't want to get dressed up anymore. Mm. She only wears black. Like, we have to do something to help her. So um, I said yes. I mean, I was really flattered and also a little scared because now there's this pressure. Like, okay, I have to really help this girl and make sure we, you know, get her some good stuff. So um, it was just one of those things where although I never thought about doing it on a professional level from the moment I met her and we started shopping and I started helping her in the fitting room it all kind of came to me very naturally I felt in my in my element Element. Mm -hmm. and it was a very successful appointment and we did get her a lot of things that she wouldn't have picked out on her own and it was nice because I knew her through my cousin I was able to follow up and hear about how much that experience had given her this newfound confidence to understand how to dress her new Mm -hmm. body and just start feeling good you know wearing more feminine pieces and just again like having fun with fashion because she was this really amazing radiant person and we just wanted to keep true to that right so, that's me and that yeah. and the rest is history how many years ago pretty was that? much that was seven years ago seven and years so ago. I decided to you know see who else out there in New York City needs this kind of help and um, it was a part-time job for about two years and then um, I was fortunate enough to get featured in the New York Post yeah. and then it was really history after that it you know all yeah. kind of unraveled pretty quickly right. and turned into a full-time job that's unbelievable and I feel like I actually didn't say it yet her company is called Shop with Val. I got so excited. I just wanted to jump in. But her her, her website is shopwithval.com and we'll mention it again. But um, okay, so now you've obviously, do you, do you deal with men and women? Or I do. Women? Most of the requests I get are from women. Okay. But from day one, I have always worked with both men okay. and women and even teens as well. My, my clientele is pretty diverse. I've worked great. with clients as young as I think 11 or 12 um, and as old as 79. So pretty much everyone in between. So of all of your clients and obviously different ages, I imagine all sizes from all sizes, petite, plus size, men of all sizes, heights, uh, everything, everything in between. So with all of the different people you've worked with, what would you say? And I'm sure there's more than one answer to this for you, but what, what are the few most common, um, areas that that someone's having trouble with when getting dressed or picking out their clothing or shopping what is it um so one thing I do I work with a lot of new moms Mm -hmm. and of course after pregnancy it's always challenging trying to get your body back to where it was and I think um the tummy is obviously a big concern even if you don't have a baby I think (laughs) it's just a you know a tough area for a lot of women um men too but unfortunately they don't seem to be as concerned about (laughs) it but with women it's you know often what do I do about my my midsection how Mm -hmm. do I you know find things that aren't gonna accentuate it so that if I don't lose the weight or I don't lose it as quickly Mm -hmm. as I want I can Mm -hmm. still feel good about myself um so that's definitely a big big focus um and you know I try to offer tips while I'm in the fitting room with them or in their home in their closet and kind of talk them through the process so that they have a better understanding I think a lot of people come to me because in general they don't understand how to dress their body or if their body has changed in any way then they have to relearn the new rules for their new body so when you try to wear things that worked for you at one size when you're no longer that size you shouldn't beat yourself up over it because it doesn't work you just have to try different silhouettes and different fabrics and 
once you kind of learn what works best for you, you realize it doesn't really matter as much what size I am because I know what works for me. Exactly, exactly. So I'm sure, because I know we've talked about this one-on-one, but you've, when you've been in, you know, fitting rooms with with women and men, and um, you've had some like intense moments in those fitting rooms you've mentioned to me. And it, can you talk about a, some of that, you know, like they realize like, oh my God, I do look pretty. Like I am, <laughs> like t- some of your more, yeah. um, the ones that come to mind. Absolutely. So there, there are a handful of people, probably more than a handful mm-hmm. over the years who have gotten emotional in the fitting room. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's typically women, not men. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, there have been points where they've started crying and it's, mm-hmm. it is happy tears. Um, but they feel so good. They, that- they have some kind of epiphany in the fitting room when they look at themselves in the mirror and I'll put them in a really great dress or any kind of great outfit and they just realize, wow, like I'm, I, I do look beautiful on yeah. this and I, and I do feel confident in this and, you know, it kind of lets me know where they were before. If they're getting that emotional, then they were probably in a really tough place before and weren't feeling very good about mm-hmm, themselves mm-hmm. and maybe didn't have such high self-esteem. And now through the clothing and the tips and providing them, I'm giving them these tools to rebuild their confidence. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely, it can be intense, well, but it's yeah. amazing to see that happen and to know that you're a part of that. She And actually, um, if you live in Houston, you might have seen this. And I meant to mention at the beginning, Valerie was just featured in Houstonia Magazine, an incredible article in Houstonia, and the the title of it what, is something about epiphanies in the dressing room. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's true. You have these. I'm sure. I, I'm sure these moments where you're like, oh my god, I look beautiful, and yeah. that must be incredible for you to, to witness that. It is. That. I mean, and it's it's such an intimate experience to begin with when you start working with someone and you invite them into your home and and your closet, um, and then you're with them in a fitting room yeah. and you're changing in front of them and you're just putting yourself in a really vulnerable position. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, uh, I really try to make everyone feel comfortable no matter what, because I think that that's just as much a big part of the process as the clothing mm-hmm. is just, you know, kind of working with people, getting to know them, understanding what mm-hmm. works for their lifestyle, right. for their body, and then just reminding them that no matter how bad you think it is, it's right. really not that it's bad not that and bad. it can be better and it right. will be better if we stick together. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so... Of course, that's one of your main services where you'll go, uh, you'll, uh, will you talk actually through your services? Yeah, then of course. I'll ask you more specific questions about them. Sure. So with my local clients, a lot of them like to start with a closet consultation. Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity for me to come to their home, which is like what you had mentioned, what we had started to do yeah. together. And we go through your whole closet. We do your shoes, your accessories. Mm-hmm. We figure out what are the things that you should be getting rid of because they may not be flattering, because mm-hmm. they're outdated or kind of worn out. Right. So I'm and there it's to... really fun, you guys. I'm telling you, when <laughs> Valerie and I did it, we had we got so many piles of stuff. We got rid, we got of, rid of, of like yeah. shoes that I don't, I didn't even know I had, and there were things that I was like, well, Valerie, I really liked this shirt like three years ago, and she's like, have you worn it in three years? <laughs> but no, that was fun. Yeah, I think a lot of people sometimes have a hard time letting go of things. So I'm there to kind of gently nudge them and say, it's okay, you should be getting rid of this. If you haven't worn this in the last year, yeah. please get rid of this. Um, or if this 
is something you were wearing you probably shouldn't be. Please get rid of this. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, and along those lines, I remember you had said something to me during our session um, when we were cleaning out, clearing out my closet. And I said, what was it? I think I said, well, this doesn't look as good on me right now as it did in like college. I mean, that was like 12 years ago. And I was like, it doesn't, but I really love it. And like, it might fit better one day. So why don't I keep it? And you said something really good about, about how like, but you might not be interested in that style. Like, don't hang on to things that don't fit you beautifully right now. Right. I think, you know, obviously um, a lot of women may fluctuate again, whether it's due to having a child or any other change in their life. Um, And I think that, you know, it can easily be expensive to start Mm -hmm. buying wardrobes in multiple sizes. Um, If it's a matter of a few pounds, I'm all for holding on to it than to have to constantly be investing in new clothes. Um, But I think beyond that, you know, it's easy to make excuses. It's easy to hold on to things for sentimental reasons. And you want to be mindful of that. If you want to hold on to a couple of things from your wedding or when you met your husband Mm -hmm, or had your mm -hmm. first child, I get that. But, you know, a good portion of your closet, really all everything in your closet should basically be things that you're wearing that fit you well now and that you feel good in. And if and when the time comes that those pieces that don't fit you now will fit you one day, you probably won't even want to wear exactly. them Exactly, and that's what you'd say. You're going to be a different person. Your style is going to be different. The trends are going to be different, and you're going to want something new to celebrate your new body right. anyway. Right, you're not right. going to want to wear all your something old clothes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels good to get the skinny yeah. jeans on again, but beyond that, you're going to want to go shopping. Well, and then when I have stuff. gone back to, like, those skinny jeans, I'm like, the style I don't even like anymore. Right. Like, it's, it's funny. But that was interesting. And we went through, and I'm telling you, we got rid of a ton. So along those lines, what, when you get rid of, I'm putting like quotes up, when you quote unquote, get rid of clothing, are you donating? Are you selling? What is your process? Yeah. So what we do is because, you know, clients are often literally getting rid of like five to 10 garbage bags full of stuff. Um, and it's not garbage, right? Most of it is in good condition. It's not things that they're throwing away. It's things that I then go through with them and help them figure out what is the best uh, place, you know, for all of these items to go. If you know someone personally mm-hmm. that you want to give it to wonderful if you you know have a charity that you want to mm-hmm. donate it to amazing um if you want to you know have the salvation army come mm-hmm. over and do a home pickup great let's schedule that but a lot of people have obviously designer things things with tags that they've never worn yeah. or things that don't have a tag but are in like mint condition um i do recommend selling it yeah and yeah. especially if you're concerned about budget and you feel like you do need a lot of things i think uh, one the first part of the epiphany is at the end of a closet consultation you're not only getting rid of but you're realizing where all the holes are in your wardrobe and so you want to fill those gaps we put a list together of all the things we're going to focus on when we go shopping and it's like do I I want to make sure I have the money for this so if you can get money from the things that you no longer wear A you're going to be a lot more easily persuaded to get rid of things because it's going to translate to dollars in your pocket that you can then put towards new clothes right Um, so there are great sites I use Poshmark. And she's um, incredible with Poshmark. Poshmark is taking <laughs> over my life. Yeah. Um, I spend a lot of time on it every day and I do have fun with it, but I'm currently selling over 200 items in my Poshmark closet. <laughs> but you sell them. I mean, you, So yeah, you... I've, over the last year, I've made over a thousand dollars. And this is not really crazy designer stuff. This is just things that I would regularly go every, through my right. closet and I wasn't wearing. Made my husband do the same thing. Yeah. We've got his stuff on there. And now this is a service that I offer to clients That's because 
It does take time to photograph all those pieces and write a description and figure out what you want to charge for it. Um, it's very time consuming, but it's worth actually. it. Yeah, yeah it, you know, if you're willing to put in the time, I think it's definitely worth it. And if you don't have the time and you want the money, then <laughs> I have the time and I'm happy yeah. to um, to help you because out it with doesn't. That. If you haven't been on, and there are other apps and sites, of course, that are similar, but Poshmark is one of the best I've heard, and I've tried to use it, and I have, and I I enjoy it, but it is very time consuming. So for sure, that, people yeah. may not, you know, think oh. It's just a dozen no. pieces, but if you really <laughs> want to do a good job, it takes me about 15 minutes per item. Well, and don't you go into their different things with Poshmark, these parties, these, you have to be right. So if you really want to, you know, make sure people are seeing your thing so that you can sell them quicker, mm-hmm. they have posh parties. So every day there's different themes that may be based on the season or the brand or a special mm-hmm. occasion. And then mm-hmm. if any item in your closet falls into that category, you share it into the quote unquote right, posh party right. um, during the that two hour window and then tons of people are logging on just for that item. So they're already looking for what you have. Right, right. So yes, I'm, I'm spending a good hour a day on Poshmark. But um, hey, it works. And I'm running to the post office a lot, but it's, it's it fun. Works. So it works. So you do, so sh- Valerie um, does offer that service now unofficially. It's yeah, so it's web- not on my website yet, but when I, you know, meet with a client, I always tell them about it, especially if we're going through their closet and I see they're getting rid of a lot or even if you're just getting rid of a few yeah. pieces, but they're, you know, know designer pieces that you could get good mm-hmm, money for mm-hmm. I think it's you know phenomenal because you control the price so you, exactly you know exactly. have a, a really big um factor in how much you're getting right. versus consigning it and not really being in control right got it so okay so along the lines of we talked about the closet um con- I want more of your, your next or what else next is shopping which is your shopping, uh, right. you know obviously the most popular and with shopping um you know like I said the key is kind of figuring out what what do you really need? Let's shop for the things right. that would help round out your wardrobe versus, you know, this is pretty, this mm-hmm, is on sale, mm-hmm. this looks really good on me, and then coming home and being right. like, I didn't really need that or I don't have anything yeah, exactly. to wear with that or nowhere to go in it. So, um, you know, I like to start off by getting as much information regarding their measurements, their style preferences, um, their budget, of course, and then the items we're going to focus on. And for me, um, you know, from the day I started my business, I decided decided it was really important to make the process as simple as possible Uh for people. So I didn't want to walk through stores um, with them. I wanted to go beforehand. I wanted to have their sizes, have their budget, not buying anything without the client, but I'm pulling all the pieces and then putting the outfits together. So by the time that you are meeting me, you're able to go straight into the fitting room, have everything set up, and then you can just start trying things on right Right. away. And I know if I was hiring someone, that's what I would yep. want. Um, and a good majority of my clients don't like to shop or, you know, find it a frustrating um, experience. And so I would hope that yeah. this really makes it as enjoyable as it possibly could be. Um, and then from there, we just go through every outfit together piece by piece and talk about what works, what doesn't, right. and photograph all of them. So And after, you'll do that online too? Yeah. Course. So we take all the pictures in the fitting room of all the looks we put together. And then regardless of what client's purchase, I'll send them all the pictures anyway, because I think it's important for them to see themselves in things that are different than yes. what they have. So yes. a lot of times, you know, someone may not get something because the color seems intimidating mm-hmm. or the style is, you know, not what they've been used to. 
And I always tell people, you know, new doesn't have to mean bad. Just because something is a little different than what you're used to certainly doesn't mean you don't look good in it. It just takes a little more getting used to. Um, And so I always encourage my clients to like try new things and step outside of their comfort zone. And we stick to the list, but I always like to throw in what I call a few wild cards and just push them outside their comfort zone, see how far I can push them. And, you know, often if they do end up biting with those pieces, it becomes their favorite because it is unique and different for them. Exactly. So will you, um, do you have clients out? I know you still have clients in New York. Do you have clients that you just speak through like Skype and FaceTime or typically you like living in the same or being in the same city with them in person? Um, it depends. I mean, I definitely still have a majority of my clients in New York that I continue to work with regularly. I fly back to New York about every month to work with them. And I would say that most of the time the assistance I'm providing is in person because it is most effective that way. But I have definitely helped clients um, from Houston or even just clients I work with that don't live in New York or the Mm tri-state area. mm -hmm. I have a lot of clients who live all over the country, who live in different countries and, you know, just acknowledge that New York is an amazing place to shop. So (laughs) I'll see them when they're in town, Um, but they obviously want help in between. So um, we can do stuff virtually. I work with a great site called Arthur okay. and I can put together digital lookbooks That's for what people. Okay. So they can tell me what they're looking for. I pick out the outfits. I put them together. I can attach little notes about how to style them. Right. And then they can then just click on any item to purchase. So it's super easy and they're still getting, it's obviously not the same as working in person, right. but um, they're still getting all of my suggestions for whatever they need help with at whatever price point they're looking Got for. Got it. Yeah. Huh, that's great. So along the lines of getting, um, you know, new pieces and, and looking at your closet, what are your thoughts on a capsule wardrobe? I know it's a kind of like a, I feel like I, I don't, was it last year or the year before where it was all about capsule wardrobes and 27 mm-hmm. pieces? <laughs> like, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think a capsule wardrobe is, is great. And I've definitely gotten many requests for it over the years. Um, the truth is, I think for the majority of people, even if you, I think if you really don't like shopping, it's great. If you're just a minimalist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you don't have a big closet, I think it's great because it forces you to focus on the essentials right. and making sure that if you don't have a lot, that you at least have the right type of pieces. Um, is it easy to create a really interesting, unique, eclectic look from a capsule wardrobe? No, because they're more general pieces. Right. So right. you have to kind of spice it up with your own shoes and accessories and ways to kind of add your own flair. Um, but depending on who you are and what you do in your lifestyle, I think it, it could be genius and it could keep things really simple. And right. if you're working with a limited budget, it certainly helps. So Depends I think on the there's, personality, a, yeah, really. there's a lot of advantages to it, but a lot of times people like variety, right? Yeah. And they don't just want black and white neutrals and they don't want the basics. A lot of times they, they have want, the basics. Right, right. They're like, what else can I do now beyond the basics? I want to have fun and I want to feel good and not like I'm wearing the same thing all the right. time. So what about, so I just think I'm actually, it's the shirt I'm wearing. It's this like super casual shirt that's like easy with leggings and whatnot. So it's so comfortable for like, like this, like a Sunday afternoon look. Would you recommend me getting this shirt in like eight colors? Like, do you tell people if they love something like a pair of jeans, like get it in all the washes? To an extent. I think when an item is really unique looking and mm. there's something very specific about it that would be recognizable, I don't typically okay, recommend right, right. getting more than one. If it's a t-shirt, no one's going to know but right. you, right? If it's obviously like 
a blouse that has this kind of unique print to it or something that maybe came in another color <laughs> yeah. too, people are going to notice. Right. I mean, sure, you could space it out. And if you have a really big wardrobe, maybe somebody won't notice. Um, but if it's something like a pair of Basic. jeans, I will say that, you know, a lot of a lot of women have a hard time finding a good pair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a good fitting pair of jeans. Absolutely. And so we'll go through all the yeah. major brands. And when they find a brand and a style and a rise that works for them, they- don't drive yourself crazy replicate that right again no one's seeing the inside exactly. label no yeah. one's gonna know but you right so, even with shoes too like if you have a great pair of black pumps get them in nude yes or- I definitely have done that I know my most comfortable pumps and flats I have in both yeah. black and nude yeah. because again I just wear them so much that I don't want to drive myself crazy exactly. trying to find right. another pair that's just as comfortable they're solid no one would know and right so what tips would you give someone if they were have never like touched their closet in terms of cleaning out. Like, where do you start? It's like an overwhelming process. It is. If they can't, if they're not necessarily hiring someone to help, how do they begin? Yeah. So it's funny because I actually gave myself a closet consultation and I'm going to be mm-hmm. blagging about this soon. Ooh, um, and that's cool. I. I can, I can definitely understand why people don't enjoy doing it and why it can be kind of a dreadful experience because it's time consuming yeah, and it's yeah. emotionally draining. Um, but thankfully I, for some strange reason, enjoy doing it and it feels really <laughs> therapeutic. Even if I'm helping other people clean up their closets, it feels therapeutic enjoy for it, me. Yeah. I'm like, I feel better now that your right. things are organized. Um, but I would say just start slow. You know, if you don't have a few hours in one sitting yeah. to do it, break it up over time. And for most people, it's probably a lot easier to approach that way start in small sections do your you know your dresses Mm -hmm, in one sitting mm -hmm. do your workwear in another do your shoes in Mm -hmm. one do your accessories in another Um, and then when you break it up it obviously doesn't feel as traumatic but really just think about how often you're wearing something or or, you know when is the last time I wore this if you haven't worn something in over a year there's a reason why you're not wearing it it's because you don't like it obviously even if you You may not feel good in it it. right exactly (laughs) So whatever the reason is, try to be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. about it's okay to acknowledge, you know what, maybe this was a mistake buying this and I shouldn't have bought this, but you holding on to it and continuing not to wear it (laughs) doesn't do anyone any good. Um, So really just, you know, let go of those things for whatever reason um, or figure out, you know, hey, I really love this, but I'm not wearing it because I don't have something to go with it. Great. Start putting together a list of those items. So when you go shopping, you shop for the things that you need before you start shopping for things that you just want. Right. Um, And that helps keep you on target and maybe if they, the same thing if you don't know if you don't have something to wear it with or maybe they don't know how to wear it like the, right. the pants when Valerie was over I had these jogger pants in three colors <laughs> that I fucking love and I got them in three colors because I love them but like I have I had a really hard time figuring out how to wear it and we went through and she basically based my body type and da 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 we I, I know how, I wear them like I think I wore them every day last week like <laughs> so I feel great now Good, but I'm it's true sometimes you just don't know how to wear something and it's right yeah, if just, you're introducing a new style or a new color into your wardrobe, you know, it's very easy to then go into your closet and say, well, actually, I don't have the right, right. pieces. And then it's it becomes more than just one piece. It's, well, if I get jogger pants, I need a certain type of top and a certain mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. of shoe yep. that's going to work with it. And if I don't have that, then it's going to sit in my closet. Yep. So always <laughs> think about what you already have. So if you're just buying one piece, it may end up snowballing into a few more. But as long as you have yeah. the right pieces, you'll actually wear it. 
Exactly, exactly. So what advice in terms of now that we're giving advice and tips, because I feel like a lot of girls, whether they're in college, high school, college, whatever, they like have this dream of being a stylist and or a personal shopper. What advice would you give to someone kind of starting out in the fashion world and ultimately they want to do what you're doing? (laughs) That's a good one. Um, You know, everyone's story is so different. I... Before I had my business, I was working in a restaurant. I was serving and I was bartending and I was looking for a change and I obviously did not feel like that was my calling in life. So this for me was just such a blessing in disguise to have kind of stumbled upon this opportunity, realized it was something I already um, loved and was apparently very good at and there was a huge demand in New York City. So it was a slow process for me. Um, I would say, you know, having something else to bring in money is obviously going to make the transition easier because you don't know how long it's going to be mm-hmm. until you acquire enough clients to pursue it full time. Right. Like I said, it took me two years, but I was also working and doing, you so know, you were working at the, the restaurant. So I was, yeah, I was working at the restaurant, um, really until again, I had enough business where I could quit the restaurant and, you know, was getting enough requests on a weekly basis that I was replacing, you know, my, uh, my time at the restaurant with, you know, appointments. Um, so definitely have something on the side to, as a buffer, Uh um, to keep you sane and to keep money coming in. Of course. Um, you know, and just get your name out there. Other than that. Yeah. It's obviously, you know, if you're starting your own business versus working for someone else, um, it's, you know, you have to hustle like anything else. You have to network, you have to be on your social media game. Mm -hmm. You have to be going to fashion events and networking events and, and you Valerie know. is so good at this, by the way. <laughs> you're always that you're you. so good at going to events. Um, you have to, you know, just you constantly yeah. be pitching yourself and handing out cards and working on your website. And, and there's just there's a lot. So not to be discouraged, but it's it could be a slow process that takes time. Um, and you know, if you're lucky and you have a good support system mm-hmm. and you have people working with you and helping you to build your business um, and invest in you, then you know, I think you're really lucky. And if you're and passionate about it, it's exactly. worth all the. It's the hustle. <laughs> it's totally worth it. And that's what keeps you going is at right. the end of the day, I feel incredibly fortunate to, to do what I love and to be able to help people, help them feel good and, and watch those, you know, epiphanies happen. Right. Um, so it's, and it's then what, so in terms of running your own business, because you are, and you're a, a one man show, like you're a one I, woman um, show. Well, yeah, I actually just, I was a, a one woman show up until, um, this past summer, I just brought on my first stylist in New York. She's been assisting me taking on my clients mm-hmm. there because even though I go in every month, it's often not enough to still get to everybody. I've got hundreds of clients um, and I actually am hiring in New York as well. So if anybody knows aspiring stylists in New York City, I am looking to bring on um, at least one or two new stylists again to help me with my clientele there since I live in Houston. (laughs) And in Houston though, since you do work, you you work remote, you work alone, what it, how, what's, um, what, what are your, I guess, any challenges you face as a business owner working alone and what, what, yeah, like what are the, you know, working alone day to day? So I never thought, you know, if someone told me in college that I was going to have my own business, I mean, I took zero business courses. Yeah. That was not my direction. I was a communication major because <laughs> I had no direction. Um, communication <laughs> seemed really safe right. and up my alley. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say that, you know, because I don't have a background in marketing or in PR or, you know, just the so many aspects of running a business for me, I was focused on great. I like shopping. I can 
can take people shopping. I can help them find mm-hmm. what they need. I can work with their budget. I can help them understand how to dress their body, but it's not just about that. If you want to have a successful, thriving business, um, you know, there's all this stuff, you know, all this time I spend on my computer on these spreadsheets and I'm like, Excel, what? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, yeah. Um, so thankfully my husband helps me a lot and is super patient with me as I try to keep good records of, right. again, as your business grows of all your clients of what they buy and when you meet with them and how much yeah. they're spending and what they like. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's okay. It yeah. definitely has allowed me to, um, you know, get better at a lot of things that right. uh, were not my strong suit. Um, and I, you know, I hope one day I will be in a position where I will be able to hire someone to, <laughs> to help me that, with yeah. more of that. But for now it just, you know, um, yeah, forces you to get better with yeah. social media, with everything, because your business needs it. It, it needs it, exactly. Yeah. So and you just have, you. To, you have to get good at it, right? <laughs> Does anyone ever hire you just for one, for their wedding, to help them dress for their wedding weekend? Or um, something recently, you had someone, right, help with their wedding? Yeah, this is I a had, fun story. I had a really unique experience um, this past week, mm-hmm. and I had a new client here in Houston come to me. She was getting married, and she wasn't doing like a big ceremony or a reception or anything. It was just going to be her and her husband and she needed a dress, but she didn't want a, a bridal dress. She also told me that she wanted a dress that can be worn with cowboy boots because she was wearing her cowboy boots <laughs> and being photographed in them. So um, that was a little different for me. I don't I don't work with cowboy boots too much in New York New City. York City. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we met the day before her wedding. So we had four hours um, because she also had to be home to bring her son to get a haircut. And so there was actually just like a four hour window the day before her wedding to find her kind of like a fun, more casual casual uh, white dress and we actually that on top of all of that we also had to cover a tattoo on her back um, and so of course the dress that she ended up loving had a little keyhole that went right <laughs> over her tattoo but in the course. back um, and so you know we tried on about 20 white dresses she got a beautiful dress it actually worked surprisingly Good. well with the boots and then we had a fun run to Sephora and uh, and covered up the tattoo with a whole lot of foundation. So yes, uh, long story short, people do come to me mm-hmm. for, for weddings, for, um, whether it's your wedding or you're the guest yeah, at a wedding, yeah. really any kind of special occasion or a vacation, any t- you know, a photo shoot. There's so many Anything, things where yeah. people are like, hey, I just need one really good right. outfit that I'm going to be photographed mm-hmm. in or whatever the case may be. Um, and I want to feel really special. So we just focus on like, you know, putting together that from one. head to toe. Yeah. So people can hire you just for that one. It doesn't have to be an ongoing Absolutely. So situation. I offer my shopping sessions in two, uh, two, bol- uh, two options really. Really. The first option I call a quickie. And so like this is this is a perfect example yeah. for a quickie. It includes up to two hours and it's for people who mm-hmm. are preparing for, you know, some kind of special event and want one look um, or maybe, you know, two looks. Um, but you're basically just getting a couple of pieces. Um, otherwise, I call it a wardrobe update. So my appointments are offered in four hour blocks. They include up to four hours, which is what most people are looking for and all they could handle. Mm-hmm, because after mm-hmm. that, <laughs> you right. kind of check out. And and I was going to say, I feel like it's cranky like and ready hungry. to go. Yeah. And it's, you know, time to just spread it out and wait until next time. But um, you can really update your wardrobe for the season mm-hmm. or at least, you know, get a good head start if you're looking for a wardrobe overhaul right. and even just one appointment because 
everything is being pulled before him. Got it. Saves a ton of time. Great. So you have the two options. Yeah. Amazing. So anything else you want to share or... I would just say, you know, if somebody has not worked with a personal shopper or a stylist before, or if they have Mm -hmm. and they've had a negative experience, whether it was working with um, someone one-on-one who had their own business Mm -hmm. or, you know, someone at a department store, which I do unfortunately hear plenty of negative stories about that, um, keep an open mind. If you're Mm -hmm. still struggling, if you need help in any way, or if you, you know, love to shop and just you're looking to try something new and you want to work with someone that can give you an honest opinion and help you try new things and show you how to put them together in a way that you feel confident, um, then, you know, contact me, check it out, look into it because it's a really wonderful experience that's transformative for so many people Uh and helps them in their everyday life, helps them, you know, when they wake up in the morning, they don't have to stress about what to wear. I'm telling you from our session, when we did the second session, when we like, um, put together some outfits and figured out those damn jogger pants, I like knew, like I, it took me no time in the morning to get dressed because we went through all these outfits and I'm like, oh, duh, I can wear those jogger pants with this. Done. I was out the door. <laughs> and so it was, right. I well, even firsthand experience. It was, it's, yeah. it's great. I so. mean, your, your image is, you know, worth the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And everyone wants to look good and feel good. So, you know, of, of all the ways that all the times that you buy things and don't end up wearing them, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe consider taking that money and working with someone who yeah, can help you in the right direction. It's good investment. Yeah. If you want to follow Valerie or check out any of her services, what she offers, her blog. It's all shopwithval.com. Her name's Valerie Halthon and her Instagram is at shopwithval. So that's, those are all the ways you can get in touch with her. You can reach her through her website. Um, anything else that's pretty much. Yeah. My phone number you. and my emails on Everything. my website and I'm shopwithval across all social media I know. Media it makes platforms. it so easy. That's why I call her Val. If you're wondering, I'm going back and forth. Her name is Valerie, but we're also friends. So I do call her Val as well. But anyway, um, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Oh, it was so fun. And thank you all so much for listening. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at JulieLauren14. And I actually did want to mention one other thing. I do have a good little lineup of um, people and interviews coming up. But if you know anyone or have anyone that you think would be great on this podcast, um, if they're interesting, funny, but it all falls under that hashtag no filter, the whole real, authentic, raw conversations, no topics off limits, reach out to me because I would love um, to hear from you and hear if there's anyone you think might be good for it. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you very soon. Goodbye. Bye.